away and beer curator at Mohawk Bend in Echo Park. Right. Now, yeah. that's a very important job. These are very, uh, you know, amazing places. How did you get, you know, sucked into the craft beer world? Um, college. <laughs> <laughs> what were you drinking? I mean, were you drinking Paps? Were you drinking Sierra Nevada? I was. I went to school in Santa Barbara, started drinking Paps, had a roommate who had a buddy that worked at Stone and would bring, like, a big weird case of stuff. And so... Ruination, you know, um, sublimely self-righteous, all those hoppy, you know, beers right. Uh, right off the bat. And you're like, oh, this doesn't taste like American adjunct lager. <laughs> so let's keep drinking this. Um, got into that, started serving uh, at a place called Public School Restaurants. Um, start buying the beer for them. And then eventually came to Mohawk Bend. And uh, after a year there, transferred over to Tony's Darts Away, which is our sister bar. And um, yeah, it's been fun ever since. <laughs> when you went to Mohawk Bend, like how would you describe, how would you compare, you know, acquiring beer at that time to what it is now? So I wasn't buying beer at that time, but uh, I watched Tom uh, Sigsby, who used to buy the beer there. And he pretty much told me like, it's all about relationships. It's about, you know, having a good time, drinking beers, and people will want to sell you rad beer if you're their friends. Right. Um, that's really the bottom line about why this job's so awesome. You meet a lot of cool people, drink a lot of cool beer, um, and you get to have fun events, you know. Um, it's, it's a really fun community to be in. And the product is always, you know, the best part, I guess. Yeah, it's always hard to describe to people that are not in the industry, like, how amazing it is. Because, like you said, you go to these festivals, you go to these events, you run them in, and you get to see all your friends, basically. Yeah. This is a one big homecoming. Yeah. Like, all of a sudden, hey, what's up? Talking to someone, and someone grabs you, go, hey, what's up? And then yeah. it becomes this big thing. Um, for you personally, how... Uh, so when you went to Mohawk, mm -hmm. uh, you started there as? Just like a floor manager. Floor manager. Um, stepping back down from beer buying was kind of weird, but it is a much bigger program, and it is like hyper-local in that it's all California, and it's all draft. Right. Um, nowadays, you know, everybody's got the, the can game going on, but we, you know, we stay true to the draft roots, mm -hmm. and it's a little greener. Um, it's a little easier, I think, uh, to run a program that way just because when the keg kicks, it's gone. And, you know, yeah, move on to the next one. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, what, so when, when you actually started buying beer mm -hmm. from Mohawk, was it kind of overwhelming for you at first? Uh, you said the program was so expensive. Like, was that something you were like, what did I get myself into? Yeah. Um, you know, buying the beer at Mohawk is, it's, it's huge. Um, compared to other places where it's like 30 taps. You know, they have 70 taps. Mm -hmm. and and some of the beers you can take a little risk on. You know, if someone makes like a Brett stout or something like that, you're like, what? yeah, what? throw it on. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> yeah, 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 why not? 
yeah, throw on a sour stout and someone's going to want to drink it. Right. Um, it's not like it's going to be stuck there forever where um, other places you're like, no, we need to move through this product because we need to make money. Right. The experience of going to a place like Mohawk uh, Bend or TDA is that there is a beer for everybody. Even if you're not a beer drinker, we're going to find something for you. And yeah, I think that's the, that's the best part about beer too, is that it's a huge um, selection of styles and it's just, yeah, it's fun. <laughs> I know a lot of my friends get frustrated when uh, they're working behind the bar and someone says, well, I don't like beer, so what do you recommend? And I, I take that as a challenge. Like, all right, cool. Uh, yeah. You don't like beer, so I'm gonna find something that yeah. you will like. Yeah. And we'll get there. And, and if you if you don't want any beer, yeah, there's a bar down the street. Don't be right. Go get, go get your whiskey or whatever. Yeah. Um, for you, how uh, in terms of when you started at Mohawk and then you kind of evolved to here, uh, how has it how has the challenge of acquiring beer different now? There are so many more breweries, even within four years. Um, <clears throat> You know, there's 200 alone in San Diego. Los Angeles, you know, has tripled in the last, you know, two years. It's really just like making an effort to be in the scene, talk to people. What are you drinking? You know, where? What's local to you? Yeah. Um, just trying to, you know, stay relevant. I think is a is a tough thing. It really is, especially in the world of like hazies and, and pastry stouts and, and oh, I love there's seltzers. a there's a lot going on. Oh, dude, salt. Uh, was it uh, White Claw Wednesdays, baby? Yeah. That's what I do. There you go. You have to. <laughs> I did it once for like a few weeks ago. I was uh, doing a brew day, and I just showed up with a case of White Claw, and I was like, White Claw Wednesdays. Yeah. <laughs> Is that a thing? I'm like, it is now. We're making it a thing. Oh, uh, really? No. <laughs> <laughs> I would have totally bought it. Yeah. Um, now, but, uh, in terms of like, people now, when people come into the bar, do you hear still a lot of people still want their crispy boys, or has it evolved to the hazies now for you guys? I think our number one draft is our crispy boys, that top, what I like to say on the not IPA side of the darts away menu, that top left, that that is our number one draft. We're going, you know, cranking that to whoever's just walking in. Yeah. Um, and now, because the lager game is so awesome, I mean, we're drinking an awesome Hellas lager from Highland yeah. Park, Thunderbolt Gold. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, no, we're going to cheers it. <laughs> Bam. But since the lager game's so good now, that's a fun category. Uh, that I get to pick. Right. You know, you're not just sticking to the same old warhorse that everyone's gonna wanna drink. That rotates just as much as some of the IPAs. I mean, we have 16 IPAs here, we have 16 over at Mohawk. This is a, a much needed change of pace for someone that drinks a lot of hops. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. People are surprised whenever they, you know, when I start talking about beer, you know, oh, you know, you're a brewer, you must drink like IPAs and stouts or that. You know, I, yeah. I love those guys, but most of the time, give me yeah. nice, clear, anything under 5%, yeah. drink that shit all day. Yeah. Can't beat it. It's the lifeblood of really the industry. Is. If it didn't take so long to probably make, I think everyone would probably have a crispy boy in the and tank every yeah. single time. If it wasn't so fucking hard to make. Oh, I know. It Perfect. Yeah. That's really the thing. It's There's no nothing to hide. You can't hide anything in a lager. Right. IPA, you know, there there might be off flavors, you know, and that that's that's the worst part. But uh, the hops, you know, that's, that's all it's going to really... Um, that's, that's always going to shine. But in a beer like this, you're just like, why is this beer so subtle and tasty? Right. right. 
What what makes it? Uh, do you have any sort of difficulty like whenever you're going through your beers and you know you get all these offers? I'm sure that all these uh, connections. How do you have a lot of trouble like kind of picking which ones go on on the taps and which one don't? Um, you know, I have my favorites. You know, I I love Mayberry. I love. Oh my God! I know. Mayberry, I cannot say enough positive things about yeah. Mayberry. It's like Seriously. my favorite IPA. It is definitely up there as the LA IPA. Someone, I mean, we're in Burbank right now. Someone gets off the airplane and they're like, what's an LA beer that I should try? And I was like, mm, probably Mayberry. Yeah. You like a bunch of mosaic in your face? Yep. Uh, yeah. If I can carry around an IV stand, like a one gallon of Mayberry, just into my veins and Bam. walk around, it'd be the, it'd be the yeah. dream. Yeah. Why even? What's the point? I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I have my favorites. Um, definitely that every buyer kind of leans into that. But the new stuff, you got to try some weird hops like Sabro. Not my jam. Someone's right. jam. Right. Uh, you got to you got to take uh, some risks. And if the beer is consistent from that brewery, you have faith in them and they're going to make good products. Right. Um, that's that, that's really the thing is build a relationship, understand that they are making consistent product, and we'll bring it in. Yeah. How do you find that balance between like the hazies, the lockers, and then the stouts? Like, how do you find that like magical balance where you kind of have like everything? Well, at TDA, you get to have the not IPA and the IPA side. Uh, IPA wise, usually about eight West Coast, and then a couple hazies and a couple double IPAs. Mm -hmm. um, on the not IPA side, it's really just hitting every category. I need a hef, I need a lager, I need a kettle sour, I need a you know a red and a brown. You just want to have the best at that time for each of those categories. That's such a great way to look at it. Because yeah. There's so many bars that have like mediocre versions of those styles, and I love those styles so much. Yeah. I'm just like. Uh, you know, just give me the 805. I'll live with that. Yeah. You know? I mean, having a core list is is a nice uh, way to look at your rotation because you don't have to really think about it. You always know that's the next beer that's going to be on deck. But if someone gives you something that's, you know, out of this world, why why not take a chance and pull off Shark Bite? Uh, Shark Bite's like my favorite red. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. Uh, but if somebody throws me a really interesting red, why not take a chance? Yeah. I mean, someone that comes into the bar and wants a red ale, they're going to order a red ale. They don't really care who it's from. Mm -hmm. But if it's really good, you know, that makes it all that much better. Because then you create, you, you know, you create a fan out of that person. Yeah. Hey, you know, I really like that red. Never had it before. Like, where yeah. do I get this? Oh, dude, get it right here. Yeah, check out the exactly. Um, now, right now, we're in Plan You Watch 2020. <laughs> how, uh, you guys just had it here recently. How was, how was it? It was great. I mean, it's always a great vibe. Uh, we like to do it in the middle of the week. Uh, get people out of work, you know, lining up for triple IPAs at, you know, 11 a.m. Oh, yeah, people like me that are looking at my phone like, these motherfuckers. <laughs> I'm like, uh, routing this towel. I'm like, man, I wish I could go line up for beer right now. Um, it's really fun. It's, it's, it's a really special beer uh, to be able to pour. You know, we're super grateful that Russian River is so nice to us. Yeah. Uh, Tony originally started that relationship with Vinny, you know, 10 years ago. We're coming up to our 10th anniversary, and I've never come to this bar, even before I started working here, and not heard that, you know, Younger's coming. Right. So people are talking about it all the time. If you want to say it's that old money uh, hype beer, 
It probably is. But it's still delicious. It's still delicious. And it's different and it evolves. You'll never be able to like compare it to last year. Right. Um, well, maybe now that they bottled it. Yeah, let's but say it won't be the now, same. So. But it won't be the same. Um, but yeah, it's it's an event. It's a really good way to celebrate the brand of Russian River. Uh, they gave us elder. They gave us happy hops, blind pig. You know, we stash the sours so we have consecration on. You know, it's nice to have a ten percent uh, barrel aged sour. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, but it's great. Everyone, everyone's having a good time. I, you know, yesterday I felt like a lot of people took work off for it. Hell yeah! And just hang out. I, if I, if yeah. I could have just left, I would have. Uh, how has the crowd changed? Like, you know, from when you remember the first time getting finding the younger to now, like. Is the crowd still as feverish about it? Has that they kind of calmed down a little bit? We had a nice line down the street. We have changed the way we do it um, over the years, or at least since I've been here. Initially, uh, we had like time slots, and then I believe we boarding did like groups. a yeah boarding <laughs> groups uh, for all you uh, Disney heads out there. Um, yeah, and then eventually we moved to like. You get your ticket. This is holding your pour between noon and eight. Come back um, whenever is convenient for you. After eight o'clock, no guarantees, free for all. Right. Um, it's the same people that show up, though. And that's what's fun. And then there's the people that have never had it. Um, I'm so excited. It's like, yeah, <laughs> I know. And then there's, yeah, there's the, the, the old heads that are out there hanging out and they're just like, Psh, we do this. You know, it's right. not that big of a deal, but we enjoy the beer a lot. Do you find yourself like being a little cynical about it now that you've been in the industry for a while? Like, eh, finding the under, whatever. From a beer nerd perspective, sure. Yes, I'm not chasing it, but from a manager, uh, beer curator's perspective, I love it. It's a great day to. It's like a great Thursday, you know, running a bar. You know, you don't get these kind of days unless there's the NBA Finals or something right, on. Right, right. So why not make a great day out of one keg? There's a buzz in the air. There there's definitely exciting. a buzz in the air. Yeah, yeah. Man. Speaking of buzz in the air, man, something coming up is the uh, LAIPA Fest. Can you tell us a little bit yeah. about that? LAIPA Fest, uh, is, this is going to be our seventh year. We hold it at Mohawk Bend and Echo Park. We have 30 judges this year, and we've got 60 California, or sorry, West Coast style IPAs. Woo! Yeah. West Coast, West Coast. I know. West keep Coast. it, keep it clear, and keep it dear to your heart. <laughs> <laughs> that, if that's not on a T-shirt, it fucking. I know, be. right? <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, as I've said before, it's the relationships that we build. We ask all the people that we, you know, have asked in the past plus some new ones you know it's it's people saying hey you really should try this person right uh, or their beer and hit them up for you know some great beer um people brew beer specifically for this event which is awesome that's so right um yeah and it's it's just a great time it's go you know it starts at like 10 30 in the morning and we announce everything at 4 30 in the afternoon so everyone's feeling pretty good by then hell so like ah whatever yeah we take it pretty seriously in the sense that these judges are not going to taste their own beer they're definitely tasting a bunch of beers that they have no idea what they are and they're going to judge them pretty harshly 
Like I've seen beers get pushed away just on look and smell alone. They didn't even like want to taste the beer because they were like, this isn't clear because this isn't a West Coast IPA or they smelled it and they were just like, nah, not, no, nah, it's not going to get pushed forward. That's a little hot. Yeah. It's a little hot. Um, the judges are some of the best in California and sometimes around the country. Tell them that question. Uh, How do you pick them? Um, friends. Friends? Uh, <laughs> Tony's friends. Like, hey, are you busy on this day? Because uh, we need a judge or two. Oh, I know. We let them know, like, last year. We were oh. like, by the way, 2020, uh, it's coming up. Hashtag uh, save the date. Yeah, exactly. So it's people that have done it before, past winners, uh, people that have placed. Uh, we want them to come in because we trust their palates. We trust that they know this style inside and out. And I think that's kind of rare these days because brewers don't judge it, I feel like. You know, when you go to GABF and stuff like that, there's these big panels of judges. And sometimes they're not the people that are actually making the beer. Right. So these are the people that know the style through and through. Yeah. Which is which is awesome. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, they get to have just as good of a time as well. I think any uh, any event where people in the industry don't have to work, yeah. it's gonna be a good it's time. Fantastic. Yeah. It's like Battle of the Bands. Yeah. One when, of my favorite days is the is the uh, the Unity Brew mm -hmm. in LA Brewers Guild every year because we all get to go and it's like, oh we're all gonna do this collaboration, we're all gonna brew yeah. bullshit. I was Whatever, about to say. Whatever brewery that we were going that's hosting, they're yeah. doing the work. We're all just like yeah, can I toss some pops in? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I would assume uh, with, by the time someone wants to grain out, they're just like, oh, man, I need another oh, beer. Hey, you know, <laughs> I got to go. Uh, we got we to gotta do our own brew today. Mm -hmm. so just yeah. Um, now, uh, how, is there like a team that picks the IPAs for that festival? Like, how, how does it work? Or is it all uh, you? I personally do reach out to all of the breweries. Um, obviously, there's a little bit of influence from... Other people, uh, my boss, Tony. <laughs> but um, those are people that should be in it. Um, but yeah, we do reach out to some people that we've never had beer from. And they've said, or I've had friends that say, this brewery needs to be in. You need to go talk to them and see what they're all about because they make great beer. The best example of that was two years ago with Bergen. Anthony uh, makes unreal beer, and he placed his first year in the competition. Like, we'd had a handful of beers from them, but not the beer that they submitted. And yeah, it was unreal. See, I love and, that shit. Yeah. I love it when when you have some sort of like a you know long-standing thing like that, and then you have this new brewery come in and just like steal awards. Yeah. Like, Where did these motherfuckers? Come I know from? exactly. Carlsbad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Yeah. Um, for. Uh, so for the LA, I, for someone that hasn't been to one, it's like I'm going. Uh, it's the first time going. What should we? Oh my expect? God, it's so cute. No, it's like pro right now. Yeah. What, uh, what can we expect? A lot of people in a very large restaurant, um, drinking half pints all afternoon. <laughs> uh, when you go in there, all the beers. It's not a normal beer festival in that you have a small cup and you're kind of walking around and you're talking to people with jockey boxes. Um, there's just like a 25 seat bar that we took all the seats out of and all the taps are IPAs. Your menu pretty much tells you that there are 60 IPAs and like four not IPAs. So choose IPA at that day. Yeah. Um, and you just get to taste all the beers that the judges, or not all the beers, as many beers as you can. 
pint format, which is really how you should drink beer. Two ounces, kind of tough to really figure yeah. it out. Yeah. But half pints are, you know, about right there uh, to give you the full effect of what that beer is all about. Because sometimes you smell a beer, you taste a beer, and you're like, oh, that's pretty good. But could you get through a whole beer? Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing about flights. I, I never, I, I get, I get why people like them, but yeah. I feel like five ounces just isn't enough yeah. to like really get the full spectrum of flavors you're going to get in set beer. Yeah. It, it warms up. Yeah, totally. Um, and that's the other half of it is that it's really fun that you as a spectator get to vote as well. We have a people's choice award. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, um, we've got a little, you know, um, URL that you can go into and, uh, vote on your favorite beer. You know, I mean, my drunk ass go on the internet and try to vote for this thing. Yeah, I know. Come on. Well, the internet's a lot better. When we used to do it on my hand, it was a lot of your mom. It was a lot of Coors Light. Uh, I don't know how my mom was in this competition. I don't know how Coors Light got in this competition. <laughs> so this year, the winner is your mom. Yeah. Well, they used to win like every year. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. I don't know why someone hasn't made a your mom brewery yet. That would they'd make so much. Money. Your mom's beer. Yeah, it's gonna exactly. taste like your mom's IPA. Miller Lite because that's what my mom drinks yeah. and she thinks that's the best. See, my mom doesn't even drink. She just has Cosmos. It's mostly her thing. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Once in a while, though, if I get yeah. her on a good one, then she'll have a Cosmo. Yeah. Um, so uh, now, when is the LA IPA Fest? Is it the end of the month or something? Yeah, it is February 29th. That is Leap Day, so leap into some hops. Leap or, leap year, baby. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, we get one extra day this year to just drink a bunch of rad beer. Yeah. Um, and then you get so drunk you forget about it. That way, it's like that the day even actually happened. Until you get your credit card statement. Yeah. Ain't no laws, bro. <laughs> Ain't no laws. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's a fun event. I mean, we get a lot of beers that don't normally get distro. Um, that's my favorite thing. I just end up drinking like Cellar Maker all day <laughs> because those are beers that rarely get down here. Right. Um, and yeah, and then we also go pick up a bunch of stuff as well. We've gone to San Francisco. We've got we go to San Diego. Um, just breweries that you know don't really make it up here unless you make the effort, and we want to make the effort because. West Coast IPA is the shit. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. All you want is life. Uh, West Coast IPAs or West Coast is fuck, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just that's fucking. It's yeah, fucking right there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, has there been a brewery in the past few years that you know you saw them at the LA? You know, you brought them in. They're mm -hmm. relatively new, and then you've seen them kind of explode. You're like, I remember those guys. You know, no one knew who they were yet. Yeah. Um, Virgin, definitely. Uh, Made West has been up there. Those guys uh, started, you know, with like three beers, and they're all crushers. Like, oh, that's the best. I yeah. prefer to have like a brewery with like four solid beers than a brewery with like nine beers, and they're all okay. Yeah. Um, Alvarado Street too. I mean, they're not really known for their West Coast game, but my IPA, so good. I think mosaic-driven IPAs tend to win, but that's just me from doing the research <laughs> and having all the information uh, in yeah. front of me. Get some, some solid field research. Yeah, but uh, yeah, th th those handful of breweries. I mean, they're 
they're up there now. They're they're known. They're canon. Everybody's you know, you've seen those beers in their local markets. Uh, pretty strong. Right. I love yeah. I love that kind of shit. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned earlier about uh, the judging. Yeah. Can you kind of go like elaborate a little bit more on like what you know how that process goes? Yeah. The judging process uh, for LA IPA Fest starts with thirty judges. It's a blind tasting. Um, they will be given. They will be put into groups, and each group will be given five beers at a time. They can either push one, two, or none of the beers to the next round. They'll have two of those rounds to get through all 60 beers. And then after that, uh, we will tally that up for the second round. Uh, it is a similar thing that they are in groups, and they'll get pushed forward for one beer, and that will be the last beer. Uh, or th that will be in the last group. Um, and then at the end, every brewer will taste, or a brewer or writer, I forgot to mention that there are two writers, mm -hmm. um, they will taste all the final beers and rank the top three. Uh, if a brewer's beer is in there, uh, their votes won't count. So in the beginning, we really try not to get people to taste their own beer. Right. Um, if, I mean, a brewer would know exactly yeah. their beer. They probably hey. would be like, oh, I know that one. I know the hops. <laughs> yeah. That smells familiar. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> people like Evan Price and Bob uh, uh, Coons from uh, Highland Park and Green Cheek, respectively, uh, their votes have not counted in a while. Um, yeah, of course. But, uh, yeah. Evan, that selfish bastard, he'll vote for himself every time. I know, right? That son of a bitch. Um, he and Bob are the only ones who have won this event. Uh, this is really? this, yeah. Of so course, of course, those two have won. And the two years that Evan didn't win, he didn't have a brewery to work at. <laughs> so that's saying something. That says uh, a lot. I know the. We joke about it and saying that this is the Evan Price Invitational, so <laughs> that you know, or the Evan Price Award of Excellence. Yeah. yeah. That if he wins it again, it's gonna be. Unprecedented. Like, what happens? How, to that? What happens at that point? Does he get a special wing? For I himself? don't know. I think we just want a bust made <laughs> of his face with made like hands. Yeah, yeah, or aluminum or brass. I don't know. Something big. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's just out in front of Mohawk Bend. You know, <laughs> like Magic Johnson is out in front of uh, yeah, Staples Center. Yeah, it becomes a monument. People take pictures with it. Yeah. Like, were you there when Evan won? Exactly. <laughs> uh, and what year? Yeah, um, exactly. But yeah, the judging process, it's it's pretty intense, and I personally think it's a really good way of judging these beers rather than just kind of throwing them like all out to people. Right. Yeah. How big are the samples when like when you pour for the judges? Are they enough? No. Enough? Uh, <laughs> they're they're about like they yeah no they're about like four ounces. Okay. They've got to be. I mean, they're going to be poured in a ten ounce goblet that uh, the night before we wash them all, we spray them all out, we wrap them up, like so that there is nothing, you know, no funny business. Right. Um, they need to be able to get their whole face in there. Um, we also provide like- Dip their nose in there. Like yeah, exactly. Uh, we provide coffee and, to smell and like unsalted uh, crackers so that they can like cleanse their palate. Right. Um, yeah, the judging process is, is definitely, the most difficult part about the if there was event. Such a thing as being difficult, I yeah, because I, I really have like to that. build this bracket. As soon as we know the beers, like I start building this bracket. Uh, all the beers go on tap from in alphabetical order by the name of the beer. 
So it's it's a whole process. <laughs> Has there been a moment like uh, I think you, you said earlier that you've been involved with it for the past four years, right? Right. Has there ever been a moment where you you know you, you go to the event, you look at the beers, you're like that's gonna that's gonna win, and then you know. Really? I've seen some beers get in there, like into the top five. I was just like, that beer? But I'm not a brewer. I'm not, I don't have like the most refined palate compared to these guys. I know what I think people buy, and I think what is it was a good beer, but what is the best beer is very different. And hops, like West Coast IPA, that's a really tough beer to taste all day. Uh, it's definitely a style that will punish your palate by the end. So your beer needs to have longevity. Personally, from what I've seen that wins, it's gonna be somewhere, you know, from like six, eight to like seven, four, mm -hmm. mosaic heavy, and yeah, Any like clear. sexy hop that- Yeah, oh, that, that, that like, money, yeah. 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 It's it, those uh, those cheater hops. Actually, those are the C's. But <laughs> how dare uh, you, sir? How yeah, dare I you? know. They're sexy. Those are sexy hops, right yeah. there. Mosaic. Uh, I don't know. I like it. Some people think there's too much green garlic and stuff in so? it, but I, I think it's juice forward. And I, I'm a Nelson fan myself. Any, any beer with Nelson in it, I'm like, yes, Queen, sign me up. <laughs> like, yeah, I will drink all of it. Nice. Um, do you uh, yourself? I mean, I know like you know you're running it, but do you yourself like kind of judge it, or you're kind of out of it? You're no, my my out. mind is really thinking about what they, uh, what we need to do to make this thing go fast and get it done correctly. I do sip on the same beer pretty much the entire time. Give me a horror story. A horror story. A horror story. A one year that you were like. Ah! It's either the first or second year, I was pouring beers behind the bar and the glass rinser uh, just broke apart and started spraying water. And Jesus. the entire bar saw me like trying to hold it down and like reach for a valve where I could not reach it. All I saw was you like, Yeah, pretty much. And a lot of people saw, like, I was embarrassed. If only Horse Beer Blog was there and recorded it, that would be have that video. Oh, I know. Like those people that are, like, you know, trying to grab stuff off their fermenter and they just grab the bucket or whatever and it just shoots will stop it. Yeah. Someone eventually walked over and noticed a bunch of water, you know, hemorrhaging. Yep. Yeah, totally normal. This is, this is fine. Everything is fine. Yeah. Um, now, before we uh, wrap things up here, uh, do you have anything to say of any uh, prospective brewers out there that may want to be involved in next year's IPA Fest? Like, what do you suggest to them? Um, for next year, make awesome beer that gets out there and the people are just clamoring for it. I mean, it's sad to say that social media is definitely, you know, out there to help breweries and help any you know organization that you know who takes advantage of it I yeah because like. it's I feel like uh, social media is it, i don't think it's a new frontier because it's already been you know there are a lot of uh, breweries that are using it but it's still yeah. not is you not used as much as i would like right so it's such a great opportunity to connect with yeah your customers yeah um but craft beer is hyper local at the at the roots so if you get your area around it and it starts spreading and there's more influence uh, on your brewery that, um, yeah, they'll, I, 
I want to reach out to every brewery, but we only have so many taps. Right, right. Yeah. And we want to do the best of the best of what we think. Um, but yeah, come say hi. If you're a new brewery, drop off a, a beer. Let's let's hang out and you know see what we can do next year. Yeah, bring West Coast back. Bring West Coast back. Yeah. <laughs> well, Andrew, yeah, thank yeah. you so much for chatting with awesome. me today. It Thanks, was an Abby. absolute pleasure. Yeah, really appreciate it. Dude. Thanks a lot. Cheers. Cheers.